0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Got a Case of Wanderlust podcast. There's a little bit of noise around me because I'm in the airport. Surprise, surprise. Um, But I had the privilege of having a really special conversation with a really awesome person whom I met in Hawaii back in May. Uh, He was the first person that really struck me as a true traveler. He seemed very knowledgeable about the islands when I first came. He was like, I thought he worked like as a tour guide or something because he just knew everything. And turns out he was only there a few days before me. But I think it just shows the depth of his travel experience and his travel knowledge that he's gotten over the years on the road. So with that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, guys. I'm here with another special guest. Can you introduce yourself?
1: Uh yeah, hi. Everyone. Thank you. Special. Uh, what a great way to to start. Uh, my name is Adam. I am American <laughs> from New York City originally. I live somewhat in California, somewhat nomad. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love travel. I'm super honored that you asked me uh, to join. I'm um, not a big podcast guy, but I'm really excited to be a part of this. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm honored that you wanted to be part of this show. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to be honest. So we met in Hawaii and Hawaii was my first trip where I actually felt like I got a authentic hostel experience, like talking from real travelers who are actually, you know, living in different places, um, living out their dreams. And it's not just for one vacation. And I felt like you were the first person I met who actually had that vibe, like a traveler mindset. Who was, I've never met anyone who was actually like living somewhere for more than, I don't know, a few weeks at a time. And over the past six years, you said, right? Um, over the past six years, you've been traveling just all over and kind of pursuing your passions. What makes you happy so um yeah i will say that you're the first official person i met that had that kind of experience and so that's why i wanted to talk, to talk with you cuz it seems like you have a lot of insight to share
1: yeah yeah uh, not not quite 6 years but for sure it feels like 6 years i um i i love it and it's not for everybody for sure uh kind of like nomad life um but yeah i remember when we met in Hawaii and um, yeah, we just, that was such a great group. Um, and you know, there was, there was just such an amazing trip. I, I'm, I was super happy to meet and um, watching kind of what you've done over the past, almost a year has been amazing. It's crazy to think that that was kind of your start. Uh, you've definitely run with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it really has like, it's, felt like a year but it also has felt like not even yeah. a year but it's also felt like like a lifetime within a year does that make sense
1: no for sure <laughs> so, uh, like, i know exactly what you mean yeah. like, time we had this joke uh i was just in Colombia, and i met a great group kind of later in the trip uh, I, I met great people the whole time but i met this great group that i really enjoyed um, uh, for a few days, we got to stay at, at the same hostel. And then I went traveling, actually, uh, to to a national park with uh, a couple of the people as well. And we had this joke, time is a construct. Um, it really, like, you really just, you you both lose track of time, but also it, it's kind of magnified. Because every time you're somewhere when you're traveling, you know that it has to end. You know that your trip has to end. Your time with the people you're with has to end. So it's like each 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 one of those experiences, you know, whether it's a few days, a few weeks or a few hours, uh, a few months, whatever it is, um, you kinda of cherish that. It feels like a, a lifetime in itself. Um and then, you know, at the same time you'll wake up one day and realize, holy shit, it's mid February. Uh and you've, you know, been doing whatever you've been doing for several months or, you know, whatever. So yeah, it's it's crazy to think um even for, for us having met that it's been whatever 9 months since then.
0: Yeah, and you've been quite a few places since then as well. Um I first want to start off at the beginning though. Like what first inspired you to hit the road, like quit your job, live this nomad lifestyle?
1: Um yeah, so for me um i i mean i've i've been traveling since i was a kid uh my parents loved to hit the road uh we were we obviously had like a home base but we would go on like long road trips to visit family i think as a kid i probably went to 20 25 different states um so my parents were or my mom was military so they when they were younger they Uh, Traveled to all different countries, um, you know, just because my grandpa was. So I think it's just kind of it was just kind of within me from the beginning. We didn't do a whole lot of international travel, just in Caribbean islands as a kid. But for sure, you know, it's it's something that as an American is not standard. Um, Most people don't really kind of get the travel bug. Um, I would say. What really drove it for me was just running out of things to do in America, uh, just kind of getting bored of it and, you know, really wanting to get out and experience, um, you know, other cultures. And so I studied international business, um, something I always wanted to do. Uh, When I was in high school, I went to Kenya and Amsterdam and and the Netherlands, Amsterdam. So, um, you know, it was in me young. Um, and then my first trip, I know on, on a previous podcast that you did with your friend, Julia, uh, she was talking about her first trip and being in a hostel and it being like the best trip of her life. And I kind of laughed because I feel the exact same way. Um, I went to Costa Rica and it, uh, just blew my mind, uh, living in hostels, everything. And at that point I was just, that was it. I, I just fell in love. I, um I, I I couldn't stop thinking about it. And uh yeah, it's been um it's been a good run since then.
0: Yeah, and like hostels are again like where we met and mm-hmm. I love how you're also a fan of hostels. I'm like a super fan at this point. So, um have you ever had a hostel experience that was necessarily negative or have you just had a great time in hostels all around?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, no, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I've had some negative hostile experiences. I mean, you know, you try to do your research and, um, and try and sort, you know, sort out beforehand, you know, whether you're going to like a place, whether people have had negative experiences there, but in, in the beginning, uh, I, you know, sometimes you sign up for a place and it just doesn't end up. What you want to be actually going back to that Costa Rica trip. I did, you know, I tried to do my research, you know, find a place that was going to be, you know, cool. But I, uh, the first hostel I went to the, ever, basically the first hostel I'd ever stayed at on my first full solo trip, I got into the hostel and everybody's kind of younger and everybody's kind of living there. And it was just very inclusive or very exclusive, I should say. Um, you know, I felt kind of left out of their thing that they had going on. We were kind of in the middle of nowhere. So there were some bars that were like a walk into town. And, um, you know, it's it was, it was just kind of unfortunate. But the great thing about, you know, this culture and this life is that After the second day, when I figured out, you know what, this place isn't for me, I walked to this hostel down the road, and then the trip took off from there. Um, I met these two German girls as soon as I walked in. I just uh, said hello, and we started talking. They told me they were going to the national park the next day and asked me if I wanted to join, and we just had an amazing day. And I was just like, like mind-blowing at that point and since then it's basically just been those experiences over and over and over again um yeah so for sure i've had negative experiences in hostels but nothing too bad sometimes you know it's too loud or you know god forbid you know sometimes it happens people steal shit in hostels it's unfortunate but you got to be as safe as you can and you know most of the time that type of stuff hasn't happened and then yeah, there, there's sometimes that issue with, um, you know, exclusivity or whatever, um, like almost like high school, like uh, people fall into groups if they've been traveling for a long time. It happened a couple of times in Colombia, where, you know, people aren't as talkative or as, as open to meeting new people as, as you'd expect. But for the most part, it's just amazing. And if you don't like a place, you just get up and leave.
0: Yeah, I feel like the benefits definitely outweigh any negatives. Staying in hostels and like as you said, you just you could have lifelong friends. So it really like the social aspect or the fear of making friends is really not as big when you start putting yourself out there and actually you know have your first hostel experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, it's funny after I talked to you yesterday, uh, my nephew, not my nephew, my cousin who's uh, probably like a year or two older than you, or like actually right around the same age, had just messaged me. Actually, I haven't messaged him back. But he basically asked me all like these questions. He's like, hey, so I've saved up a bit of money. I've never traveled internationally by myself, but I'm really, you know, watching you and, and seeing other people, I really want to do it. Do you have any recommendations and stuff like that? And I was almost going to be like, here, watch this podcast. Like <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah it's it's amazing to see people get into it and i I, you know the more i can encourage you know anybody i see or meet uh to do it as much as possible because it it, it's always an amazing experience even even the bad experiences are good experiences you know what i'm saying so how about you have you had any you know negative experiences so far
0: um i would say Similar to your response, um, I've I'm a huge advocate for them. So clearly, my negative experiences um, have not been over overweighed by the all the great things that have happened. But um, there's there's been a couple incidents with like guys just as a solo female traveler, but nothing where I felt unsafe, just uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. I'm staying with my. I'm sitting at my friend's uh, place, basically cat sitting right now, and the cat is enjoying me
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I love cats. I'm a huge, I have a cat as well. I'm a cat person. But anyway, I'm so happy that your nephew is actually looking into solo traveling. That's so huge. I love, I love seeing the, the travel community grow and seeing people have the courage to actually embark on these journeys because it really yeah. is life changing.
1: Especially in America because we don't put an emphasis or anything on it um it, it's it's crazy to me the culture that we have here is so nationalist and and so against doing um you know doing the solar travel thing
0: yeah what have you learned about other cultures um living extensively in other other countries um and how has that shaped your views of America or just people and the world in general?
1: Um Yeah, I mean I've uh it you learn I mean you learn a lot. Um I would say America versus other cultures. Um uh, I guess I'd start kind of where like what we were just saying. Um they're way more open to the rest of the world um you know they have way more experience with the rest of the world so um different things that as americans we you know we we think about each other but you know they they have a much more worldly view in other in other countries other cultures um and you know everybody's different so it's it's kind of cool to get out and and kind of meet somebody and There's so many stereotypes out there that, you know, they exist for a reason. It's fun to kind of experience them, to realize they're not too crazy. And as Americans, we get stereotyped a bunch, which, you know, some of it's true, some of it's a little bit exaggerated. Um, I can't think of anything, you know, any specific cultures. Um, You meet, obviously we meet a lot of Germans and Northern Europeans when we're traveling. Um Dutch. Um it's nice to, to you know, experience their differences. I can't think of anything very specific, but um it's it's just awesome being out there and and kinda of learning it.
0: Yeah, totally. Well I definitely want to dive into the countries you have lived in, have traveled sure. in, um but Relating to that topic of America versus other countries, I feel like yes, this is sure. a supplement to the conversation. So I recently found an article called, it's called 40 Ignorant and Disrespectful Things People Witnessed American Tourists Doing in Other Countries. And <laughs> so funny. I could send you the link, but some of them are just
1: offensive. I want to see that link. <laughs> i don't want to see it be like oh no i'm doing that i have done that, done that, done that. Yes. <laughs> what
0: do you got what do you got like, high key embarrassing but um the fifth one is i once got told by an american tourist that i spoke english quite well i'm english and this was in england
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that yeah that that one uh it's sometimes I meet American tour, uh, like Americans in hostels or wherever, and it's cringy. I will say that, like, in Colombia for sure, I met a couple Americans that I was just like, "Uh, like, I'm not with him, I'm sorry. But it's really cool when I do meet Americans because, you know, I've traveled a bunch, and I, you really don't, meet, you maybe meet one or two in each hostel. Okay. And, um, and sometimes you meet people and you're really refreshed. I've met a lot of even in Colombia, I met you know some some um, college age travelers, but they were super woke, uh, kind of a little too woke, but whatever. Um, but they they kind of knew the deal, and they were excited to meet people from different cultures, and and you know not point out the differences because it's unnecessary. Because everybody else is like act like you've been there before, kind of is 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 a good way to start, and then you don't end up like uh, like number five there. <laughs> Telling somebody that English well. Um, the only time I ever really comment on somebody's English, uh, and I don't know if this is the right way, I don't know what the right way is, but for me personally, is when somebody apologizes for their English. Um, 99% of the time, my response is, it's great. Like, uh, the fact that you could have a conversation with me in this other language, I speak a bit of Spanish, but a very little bit, and enough to get by, but... You know, it's amazing for these people who grow up learning English or learn it because, you know, it's it's kind of the language um, to know, um, you know, and, and that's really the only time I comment on it, because, you know, far be it from me to have any judgment on somebody. I can I can barely speak a second language. Um, it's, it's amazing when you you know the fact that these people go around and, and you know, communicate with me. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully, I've never done anything close to that one.
0: I would completely agree with that. Um, I say the exact same thing because, I mean, we're so privileged as English speakers that English is a universal language. We could pretty much assume anywhere we go, there's going to be at least one person who could understand English. And that is a privilege most people who don't speak English, they don't have. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, speaking from experience, like I've taken Spanish in school again, like for six years and I am nowhere yeah. near the fluency that people who have been speaking or studying English for half that time can speak. So Yeah. So.
1: yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. I actually feel kind of bad sometimes of like uh you know, I just show up, I just um hop on a plane to wherever Germany or um, to you know, a French Caribbean island or whatever, and i just—I don't even look at Babel. I'm just like, yeah, I'll be fine. I know, yeah, I know English, so that'll get me through. You know, it's just kind of uh, ridiculous when you think about it. You know, we—we we are privilege is the perfect word for it. <laughs> but it's fun. It's—it's not—it's not ever anything that should stop anyone from, um, yeah, from, from going out and traveling it's cool to learn the language and definitely you know like you know how to say hello how to say thank you you know when you're in a store or whatever what's up
0: basic expressions or phrases
1: yeah it's cool to learn that stuff and it, it goes a long way with locals so um you know i would encourage anyone who's new to travel to to get into that type of stuff um, you don't have to know everything, you know, a lot of people like to learn the curse words or, you know, the fun stuff. Um, you know what, it, it really adds to the experience.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree as much as you can to immerse yourself in the local culture, um, adopting how the locals live, that really gives you the most authentic and meaningful experience. So yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: So, what?
0: countries have you been to and that you've had these kind of experiences trying to, you know, learn the local cu- culture, customs, everything?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the coolest experiences I always like, I always love wherever I go to meet, um, you know, people from that country, because a lot of the times when you go and you're just doing the hostile thing, uh, you'd kind of get stuck in that. And all the bars you go to are with hostile people. Nobody's actually from the country. Nobody's going to explain to you or, or be able to kind of teach you that that other aspect of travel where you experience the culture and you experience, you know, how people really live in that place. Um, so every time I go out, um, I did, when I was in Ireland, um, Scotland, um I was fortunate to actually go on dates with people who were from the area. Um, and it's really a much, much better experience, I think, um, you know, versus sightseeing or just going to going on bar calls with the hostel to really go out and talk with somebody about their daily life. Uh, sometimes they bring you to different things that you would never experience. I, and when I was in Dublin, I went to the one amusement park, it was a potato-themed amusement park, the only amusement park in all of Ireland, um, just because I met a girl who was going there with her friends, and she was nice enough to invite me. Um, was there a meet home? poster? No, I was actually really disappointed. They didn't have, what I really wanted was bumper cars that were potatoes, and you know, there was not enough, there actually wasn't enough potato-themed stuff at the potato. It's called Tato Park. And I was really disappointed in the amount of potato themed stuff. They had a big, they had a big guy that was like a, like a mascot that was potato. And, you know, they gave you chips when you left And it uh, and the lunch hall had a lot of potato stuff, but no, there was no potato coaster. It was, it was really actually, they, they have some improving to do. But they have no competition. It's the only coaster, uh it's the only amusement park in Ireland. I guess that's just not something they do. Um but yeah, um uh I went to Germany and one of the cool things about that Hawaii trip and about a lot of the travel that I've done over the past two years where I've been like really, really about it, like, you know, just hated my job, so just traveled as much as possible. Um, I meet people traveling and then it's amazing to go visit them because having a host is even better than, you know, just, you know, meeting somebody from the, from the local place or going on a date with somebody and, you know, even having them invite you to hang out again. Um, when you can meet people and go and travel to where they, where they live, um, it's amazing. So, uh, I was in Germany. And that's a culture I never, you know, knew much about uh, before a few years ago when I started, you know, traveling a bunch and meeting a bunch of Germans because they're everywhere, as as we know. <laughs> it's um, true. But I went to Berlin, which was low on my list, but had I uh, made a friend and um, she talked it up quite a bit, and then I went there and it really lived up to the um, lived up to the hype. And she was an amazing host. She brought me to things I never would have done had I just gone there and gone to a hostel. And you know that—that's just, I think, pretty much the best thing I can say about traveling is meeting people and making relationships. I know you've had similar experiences, whether it be um, your trips across uh, Europe and Asia, or just to Minnesota. It's—it's—it's um, it's, it's just awesome
0: yeah you went like when that hostel we stayed in Hawaii you actually visited the girl that we met in Germany you stayed with yeah
1: her. is that yeah you? And then the yes yep Jess and uh, and then also uh, the Aussie that we were with uh, was traveling in Europe and she she was there too. She, we all got together um, and then on that trip, I also went to the Netherlands. Um, I went to another spot in Germany where I met up with uh, a friend that I had made in Tulum. Um, And then I went to uh, Amsterdam and Rotterdam and met up with like two friends that I had met in Tulum, one for his birthday. Um, And then uh, another friend that I had met in hawaii like uh it's just it's unbelievable um when you can go you know it's 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 one thing to meet somebody and have a chill fun couple days but then when you when you go and you hang out with them again it's really the same vibe that's when you kind of know um you know you the people that we meet because we're all the same mindset uh when we're traveling are just It's just different, you know. You don't. I I go to a bar, or I meet a friend of a friend in America, and it's just not the same vibe as like just going and saying hello to somebody in a hostel. I mean, sometimes I meet people in hostels that I don't ever care to see again, but (laughs) you know, you know what, it it happens. Um, Most of the time, though, uh, it, it ends up being an amazing experience and. I've been lucky enough to have a bunch of those recently and um, looking forward to having more.
0: Yeah, I completely agree that um, travel just hits different on all different kinds of levels. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you think of any particular connection or experience that has really changed your perspective or uh, changed the way travel means to
1: you? Um. Yeah, I can, um, I'm trying to think of something different from you know, everybody I just mentioned. Um, let's see, I would I would say, so I'll go back to, um, yeah, I would say going back to kind of uh, what we talked about before uh, we were recording um, when we were in Hawaii and meeting so many people who you know whether they didn't like their job or you know whatever the case so they just they just quit and kind of started going abroad um when I was just in Colombia I met someone who you know same situation uh was like through it and just went to South America for three months and they were going to be there for another three months. Um, You know, those are amazing stories and that, you know, I'm currently not working. I haven't worked for two months. It's something that I wouldn't have even dreamed of two years ago, you know, to just quit my job. And not that I'm encouraging anybody to necessarily quit their job. You know, you have to be in the right position to do it. And it's something that I thought about for, you know, many months before doing um, you know, would I like to have a job, something that I really cared about doing right now? Sure. But uh, taking a break has been amazing, and it's it's something that's so frowned upon in American culture. I think it's getting a little bit better with, with these two generations. Um, the, the youngest two generations are, are doing a much better job at putting a highlight on mental health. It's something that Europe has for a long time understood, which is why you meet so many people that are on, like, gap years and... You know whether it's their first or their third or fourth gap year, um, you know it, it's just something that's historically been frowned upon in American culture. So it was hard for me to convince myself that it was the right thing to do. But here I am going into month three of fun employment and uh, zero F's, feeling good. So yeah, I would say um, yes. a couple people that I've met. <laughs> yeah. Again, not influencing anybody to quit their job. You have to be, it's it's something to think about. It's something to consider uh, before doing it, um, you know, for a long time. You want to be in financial, you know, you think of the worst case scenario, I guess. Um, and, but a lot of the times, the uh, worst case scenario isn't so bad. The worst case scenario is you have a good time, probably spend a bit more than you need to. But, you know, you come back and then you get to work um and that's kind of where i'm at i'm uh i'm really excited for you know about the people that i've met that kind of influenced me in this way and um you know i'm looking forward to the next time i get to quit my job and do an even longer trip um which is in the works right now so yeah i would say that's that's the experience um that that has I mean, right now, it's one of the best decisions I've
0: ever made. That's really awesome to hear. I mean, everyone deserves a break. If you're truly not happy with where you are in life, I think courageous response is to quit. And it is to pause, take rest, to like rejuvenate, catch up on your mental health, because at the end of the day, this life is going to end. And you don't want to spend it slaving away, putting in all the hours for for what results? At the end of the day, yeah.
1: yeah, and we're blessed, or those of us who are single with no kids, or even if you're not single with no kids, but you know, our level of responsibility is low. A lot of us have loans and stuff to pay back, but that stuff can always go on hold. It's never the end of the world, and uh, I was talking about this with my uncle the other day kind of, we put together our own social parachute in, in Europe, especially Northern Europe, you know, they, they have the ability to travel, even if you don't come from a lot of money, um, you know, they, they put so much into, uh, making sure that everybody is cared for and everybody has great health insurance. And, 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 you know, if you fall on hard times, the government has your back and that's not something we necessarily get the benefit of here in America, but, and, and even if, but we have, you know, a lot of us come from, from okay family situations or good family situations. And even if your family situation isn't good, um, you know, going out and making friends and and making connections in life, uh, is kind of the social parachute that you set up for yourself, whether you know you're doing it or not. Um, you know, a lot of people will care for you, and a lot of people. If you do fall on, you know, let's say you make a, a bit of a risky decision, you do quit your job, and you go traveling, and then, you know, let's say you get hurt or whatever. You know, you know, people have your back, um, and it's uh, something that, um, is to be considered as well. Um, when you know, when you're making the decisions to, you know not live the normal life of slaving away, like you were saying, and and doing that kind of work for 35, 40 years straight, and then you get to retire and have fun. Like, who wants to do that? Nobody. I'm just with my uncle, like I was saying before we were recording. My uncle's here celebrating his birthday, and he used to travel uh, quite a bit. He was in the military, um, you know, but he did a lot of trips uh, when he was younger. And then at a certain point, he just got like sick of it he was just over it you know who wants to wait until they're 55 or 60 to start doing fun stuff and then realize that they have no longer have any interest in it um do it now do it. Do you can. yeah um and you're i'm actually a bit jealous of you because you're out and you're doing it from the beginning um not that i have any regrets about how i live my life but uh you know the majority of my travel internationally started at age like 29 30 um and you know the younger the better because the older you get the more more chances responsibility or the more pressure you feel in life not that anybody should feel that pressure but you know if you have other goals uh in life um you know whatever they may be they build up as you get older so you know for anybody listening or, or for anybody I talk to in life, I say, uh, just go for it. You know, it's not something to wait for and say, oh, I you know, someday I want to do this or I'm planning this uh, or whatever. Um, just get out and, and do it when you can. Um, because you never know what's coming in the future <laughs> when the next pandemic hits or whatever's coming for us i you know just get out there and do it
0: truly yeah it's it's a bad mindset to have that will that we push off things to the next year till five years down the line till we're retired yeah. who's to say that yeah. we're granted that time we we don't know it yeah us. and so i definitely agree with that mindset do it while you're young because i mean everyone talks about financial investing oh you got to invest in your retirement savings account when you're young. The same can be applied to experiences. I mean, I could argue that the capital you um, gain and, or that you invest in at this age right now will pay off in much higher dividends than any monetary you know, investment that you make because the experiences and the wisdom and all the lessons you learn through living life rather than doing something you not don't necessarily like to do. Um, I think that.
1: Um, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, not to say that it's right, that it's the right way to go for everybody. Um, you know, but if you feel it in inside, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, think about the social construct that we have, that this is the way things work. You, You know, you go to college, you, um, I guess, get married, have a kid, or, you know, either way, you go to college and then you work for 40 years and then you get relaxed. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, Like, it's crazy to me that that holds people back. Um, And it's amazing every time I meet somebody, whether they're 19 or 29 or 39 or whatever age they're at, um, but they're breaking that mold. Uh, and that's what, that's, you know, that was what was so great about Hawaii. Um, and, you know, it's been so great every time I've met somebody, especially an American, um, because we just really had it effed up. We have it so backwards so many ways, so many different things. Not to say that everything, every country in Europe or or wherever has it right, but they certainly get some things right versus us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, To go off your travel experiences while you were working, kind of living that nomadic lifestyle, can you talk about what it was like working while traveling, living abroad? How did you manage, you know, that work-life balance? Um, and yeah, how did that affect the way you experience a place?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I would say the number one thing that I think about now, because I'm looking for new jobs that I can still travel. And the the thing that's on my mind the most, every time I look through a job is, is quite literally, will I want to do it? You know, when you wake up in a place and there's people most of the time that aren't working. Uh, you have to force yourself to to kind of break away from those people and do your job. Um they're gonna be doing fun stuff. you they're gonna be uh going to Mayan Pyramids for the day or uh the Hana or you know going to some castle in uh, in in, you know, Germany. Germany. Yeah, like um you know, there's going to be people doing fun stuff and you got to want to do your job, whether it, you know, money is money, but there's something to be said about finding something that you actually care about. Um, So that would, I would say is the first thing. Uh, Beyond that, um, yeah, you know, you have to know yourself. You have to understand, um, you know, what motivates you and, be able to kind of separate yourself from, from travel life, you know, vacation versus, um, you know, remote working or or nomading, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, You put the schedule together and you try and stay to that schedule as much as you can. Uh, So for me, I would, um, I would set up two hour blocks and I would try to achieve four per day, even though it was pretty tough to actually get eight hours of work in when you're traveling, uh, because you're dealing with different things. If you're in a hostel, um, there's always stuff going on. Um, If, if, you know, so a lot of what I would do is um, maybe wake up try and do two hours of work before I even leave my room or maybe at breakfast, just sit and work. And then people are going to show up. You're going to want to talk to them. They're going to be doing cool stuff or going to get ready or going to the beach, whatever, you know, getting back to it, getting in another block of work. Um, but for everybody, it's going to be different. Um, and you know, I would uh, figuring that out and having it re- be repeatable, um, I would say is you know it's very difficult to have us you know any type of um of you know schedule when you're traveling because you're going to be all different places and you know you never know whether you're going to be moving uh if you're moving a hostel or if you have a six hour bus ride or something like that but you can still kind of plan ahead and, and know when you're going to work. And you got to really stick to that. So discipline is huge. Um, like I, my, like my first point, you know, caring about what you do and not just because that's your, that's your paycheck to, to be able to work. Um, you got to really, you know, want to sit and do it because there's so much other stuff and you get yourself in trouble when, you know, your friends are going to be out partying until four or five o'clock in the morning and you're not going to want to wake up and do whatever meeting and do whatever call you have to do. Um, so you gotta actually want to do it. Um, in my, you know, that's just, maybe that's just me. Um, I'm sure there's people that are out there doing it that hate their jobs and they just, you know, do it for the love of the, for the love of traveling. But for me, I'm really looking for something in my next position that, you know, I really care about. And that'll make it fun. You know, the travel's fun, but also, you know, getting getting work done is fun. Um, it's hard to find, but it's possible. Uh, anything's possible.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to find it. The right job is looking for you somewhere out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, somewhere out there. they're They're saying they want me, but I haven't found it yet. <laughs>
0: So how long have you spent in a destination? What's the longest um you've like traveled in one place for?
1: Um like uh like in like a country or just in one exact spot? Um
0: I guess in one country.
1: Yeah, so actually this last trip uh like as Americans it's tough for us because I when I started or when I started working uh, after college, you know, after that what do they, they give you 10 days off um and five days of personal time so it's really difficult to um to travel long term like when we're when we're out we meet europeans who uh,
0: <laughs> they get at least uh, we meet, crazy what they get at least a month off and they're like
1: yeah God. exactly and then they can always extend that and stuff like that so in America we're doing a bit better now. You can take like mental health breaks. You're not supposed to be out traveling for that, but I've had friends uh that have done that. Um but the longest I had gone was two and a half weeks up until a couple years ago, uh when I when I really got hardcore into the the you know, I gave up my apartment lease and everything and um uh I had spent about a month in Quintana Roo, two months in Quintana Roo, um, like just like doing the Tulum, uh, <laughs> Playa del Carmen, and you know, uh, you told whatever me about else. Hold
0: is right. What's up? You told me about Isla Mujeres. That was one of your
1: yeah. So I, I uh, Isla Holbox or Holbox, whatever, um, is is like this gorgeous island up there um but it's almost impossible to remote work from there so i never went up there when i was traveling because they're uh they're, i don't there's really not internet uh and even if and even when they have so that's another thing about remote working that you need to consider you know where can you ask because i went to like uh baladolid is like a small city um didn't think twice about it i figured okay there's no partying there they have some bars but it's a nice quiet beautiful city about two hours from from everything else and i got there and i searched around i stayed in like three different hotels uh three different days trying to find one that had legit internet and then just figured out it was the city they legit just didn't have internet good enough to support logging in and doing what i needed to do so i had to go back i had to move to a different place so you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so I've spent a couple months doing that. And then uh, traveling without a job. uh, I just spent um, six weeks in Colombia, or I guess it was like five and a half weeks. And then I spent a week in uh, Mexico City. Um, So that's my longest trip. Uh, I had to quit my job to do that. Um, Could I have done it with the job? Yes, uh, the internet wasn't great in most of the places I was at in Colombia. Um, uh, some of the hostels there was no internet, um, so it, it wouldn't have really been very possible to do it with a job. But um, it would have been it, it would have been possible. So six weeks, I'd say, is the longest.
0: Mm, okay, well, six weeks I definitely would define as more slow travel. So like.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You take your time to know a place. It's yeah. You take your time. You get to know. um, Well, you. uh, What I'll say is, you get to do a lot. You get to listen to people and their experiences uh, that you meet, and you get to choose. You get to hang out with them, and that's the best part about traveling Uh, for me. um, Solo travel, hostel travel. The best part is for me is meeting people, connecting with them, and then traveling with them, you know? Um when I solo travel, I'm almost never actually solo. Um it's 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 amazing and it it it, it's what I think about on a day to day basis when I'm not traveling. Um so yeah I'm I'm excited for you know whatever comes next Um, and yeah, I, I think, um, my, my next plan is actually probably going to be full on remotely living somewhere. Uh, Spain is doing it, Portugal, a couple other European countries, Colombia does it. Mexico is always an option for remote work and living abroad. So that's, yeah, I've done everything else. I think that's kind of the next step (laughs) for me. Um,
0: Super exciting!
1: Yes, yeah. Um, if I can make it happen, and I don't see any way that I won't make it happen, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just done with America. <laughs> Excuse me, it was a long night. That's um, <laughs> no,
0: okay. Yeah, no. No, I, I, I would agree. I mean, when you spend so long in somewhere, you definitely have an itch to experience something new and get a change of scenery. I think that's just yeah human nature to want new experiences um but when you do spend so long in a place i mean six weeks is kind of a lengthy time um yeah. some people may argue differently i knew, i mean some people are on the road you know for you yes. <laughs> but i mean how do you tra or experience or handle travel burnout if if at all spending so much time away from home
1: um that's a great question. Um, I have been traveling or living on the road now without a without a lease for over for, for two years. And then before that, I was doing quite a bit of travel, but at least I had a home base. So, you know, if you can go somewhere and you're staying there long enough to set up a home base, sure, that's that's great. Over the two last two years, I haven't had it. And yeah, you get burned out a bunch. Um, I guess what I would say is kind of mental fortitude. Um, when you're traveling, negative things happen. Um, whether it's something disappearing, whether it's, whether you lose it or it gets stolen. Um, you know, sometimes you just miss your own bed. Um, sometimes you're just exhausted from having so much fun. Sometimes you're exhausted from work. Um, It happens. You just kind of have to know yourself uh, and, know well, learn yourself, really, because, you know, if you're new to it, you've never experienced it before. Um, you've got to remember that stuff. You've got to remember what works or what doesn't work to kind of bring you back down to whether it's taking a couple days off, whether it's getting a cheap hotel for a couple nights and getting away from um, <clears throat> the craziness of, of having seven other people in your bedroom, um, you know you got to know yourself, and, and whether it's moving to a different city, um, going to a national park, or you know just partying and getting laid, whatever gets you back to kind of like, okay, this is you know this is the this is the goal, this is why I'm doing this, and um, and sometimes you got to kind of take a break and, or go home or whatever. Um, I've never been in that situation, but sometimes you know it's done and, and it's time to plan the next trip or whatever. So um, it's kind of touch and go, but the the most important thing is kind of learning yourself and remembering what works and remembering what doesn't. Um, uh, I, would, I would probably, I could come up with a few different times that, you know, I thought, Okay, if I if I do this, I'll feel better, and it kind of makes you feel worse. Um, you know, it it's it's all about just uh, that internal focus. I I like to um, meditate. Uh, I try to meditate. Sometimes it's hard because, like I said before, you're in a bedroom with seven other people, but it, it's definitely possible. Working out uh, helps me. Um, like get the blood flowing, get the brain working and, and alone time, um, you know, taking a few hours, a couple days, whatever it is for everybody's different for me, it's not a lot of time, um, you know, but for people who are more introverted, uh, it's going to take a lot more time to, you know, get yourself reset and, you know, kind of start over, um, you know, for everybody, it's different, but um, taking that time and kind of focusing on yourself is probably the best way to, to kind of get through that burnout.
0: Yeah, I think those are really helpful hints because travel, as, you know, glamorous and exciting as it looks on online, it really is exhausting at times.
1: It is. It's painful at times. Um I have, I've made friends traveling that go through some really tough experiences. I've been blessed to kind of have a, like a real cool head on my shoulders. Um, so nothing really gets me too up or down. Um, but I've met people that certainly get up and they certainly get down. Um, and it's, it's really difficult, um, to kind of manage your own brain when everything around you is constantly changing. The people around you are changing. There's a You're lot of changing. What's up?
0: There's a lot of stimulation when you travel. That's, it's one of
1: the oh, reasons. It's drinking. It's insane. It's insane. And then like, there's a lot of emotions when you travel, whether it's friends, um, uh, romances, um, you you can love a place, you can love a hostel, you, you know, there's a lot and there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, dopamine and and like, you know, and and then there's a lack of dopamine sometimes. So, um, you know, you're going to feel up and you're going to feel down and being able to mentally stay with it, um, is hugely important. Um, so, and this is all stuff that you kind of learn about yourself and kind of what brings you back to, to normal, whether you're up or down or or whatever it is, um, is ultimately so important. And it's, you know, a lot of the reason why I travel, why this lifestyle isn't for everyone. Um, I was in uh, Las Vegas last year and, you know, I had... My work vehicle with me because I I just was living on the road, Um, you know, in hotels or staying with friends, staying Airbnbs, whatever, uh, just around the West Coast of the U.S. And my car got broken into and like a thousand dollars worth of stuff got taken. All my suits, my PlayStation, my um, computer, luckily not my work computer, but, um, you know, it sucked, but, you know, it's all just things you know it's you know i'm fine i um i've met people especially down in colombia that had you know passports taken phones taken um you know but you just kind of thank whoever um if you're religious or whatever you are that you're safe um and you know because it it can get worse you have to remind yourself that type of stuff um we could always be well not always, but for the most part, it could always be worse. Um, and, you know, just kind of trying to stay, stay even keel and, and reminding yourself why you do what you do, why you live the way that you do. The ups are always better than the downs. The downs you barely ever remember. I remember uh, because I often wish I had my computer and I wish I had a PlayStation play or my suits. I, it's um, But... It never stopped me. (laughs) I don't even. I don't even care. Um, The ups are always better than the downs. Um, Not always, but ninety nine percent of the time, the ups are better than the downs, and um, you know you got to remind yourself that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's an amazing mindset to have. I, I really respect that. And I personally try to embody that as well. I'm sorry you got your stuff stolen. That freaking sucks. Uh,
1: that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it's always something that I knew was a possibility. I shouldn't have had all the stuff in the car because I barely use any of it. At this point, I just travel around with a backpack um, and, like and whatever I need for work. Um, because, you know, having that type of stuff with you is nice. But, it's a risk. Um, unfortunately, there's shitty people out there. You know, you hope that you don't run into anything like that, but it's always a possibility. So, you know, even in hostels, most of the time, um, you know, most of the time you're not going to run into anything. You can leave your stuff all sitting on your bed, scattered around for weeks, and yeah. nothing bad will happen to it. But. <clears throat> it's always a possibility. So if it's anything that you really care about that, that will F your day up, if it disappears, lock it up, be safe with it. Um, money, you know, and your passport, you got to know, just, uh, you know, don't carry it around. Um, unless you absolutely have to, because as unfortunate as it is, there's effed up people out there. Um, most of the time they're not in the hostel with you, but, you know, when my first weekend in, uh, my second weekend in Colombia in, in Santa Marta, uh, this girl just had her phone on the table of the restaurant or the hostel, and it's not the same in in uh, in Europe or uh, in uh, the U.S. or a lot of places. You have to be staying in the hostel to be able to get in, even to the to the restaurant or the bar or whatever. You have to be in the hostel to get to it. But in Latin America. Um, and South America, they don't do that. Anybody can walk in. So, you know, a girl had her phone on the table. Somebody walked in and walked out with her phone. Um, it's unfortunate. A girl got in a cab late night. They say don't take the cabs. Um, but, you know, they took her wallet. They took her uh, passport, which she should have never had with her. So it's all stuff that you got to take seriously, even if, even if it's, even if life is good, everything's been great. You've gone weeks and weeks or months, so everything's been good. But, you know, everything's good because you take these precautions, and that's important, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's also really helpful advice, especially to me personally, because I tend to be on the more naive side when traveling. Um, yeah. I've definitely it's, lost my fair share of things.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know what? <clears throat> things don't matter. Um, is, is the mindset that I have when something disappears, when money disappears, it'll, you know, money comes and goes. Um, but there's, you know, simple things that you can do, like, like those, those couple things, um, that, uh, you know, that help you, you know, not, not have to go through these, (laughs) not have to go through these situations too often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely like look into risk mitigation as much as possible, especially like destination specific, like, you know, yeah. common death scams or just, you know, stuff like that. So,
1: to, to the and then for those who partake in, you know, some of the more illegal activities or, uh, locations or, um, like nightclubs, you know, you gotta be safe, you got to prepare, um, you know, know which which modes of transportation are okay and when. Always try and travel in groups, especially if you're a young woman um, uh, and, you know, sometimes I'm guilty uh, walking alone in certain areas, certain locations, um, and then, you know, watching your drinks at, at bars uh, or even in the hostel. Um, there's messed up people out there, like I said before. Hopefully, they're not in the hostels with you, but they can be. Everybody can get in, um, so you know, taking the precautions is necessary for you know keeping yourself safe and and keeping yourself happy. Um, the longer that you travel, uh, the more important it becomes because it's so easy to just feel safe, to to feel comfortable um but then something like that happens and you know ruins your day ruins your week ruins your trip whatever
0: yeah I, that reminds me I, have to, I should do like a another episode on like solo female safety hacks or something like that because I definitely yeah. had lessons um I mean as far as losing stuff and like theft I remember in Amsterdam I rented a bike and I lost it I don't know if anyone um, no. But it cost me like two hundred euros, which was definitely like a huge portion of my budget. And you know, obviously, my natural reaction was like, not even—I wasn't even super mad at myself because I'm so used to losing things; it's really bad. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, just just realizing ultimately putting things into perspective—that was probably the worst thing that happened throughout my whole five and a half weeks in Europe. And so yeah. that was something I'm grateful for at the end of the day. I'm not mad that I spent $200 when I didn't have to. I'm just grateful that I didn't have any major safety concerns that whole trip. Um, so that was
1: the worst thing. That's a great mindset to have. Um, you know, it could always be worse. And then, um, you know, kind of, you um, you, you, when you're retrospectively thinking of it, um, you know, I would, I would think two things. I would think one, um, you know, don't let it happen again. Uh, you know what? The first time something happens, okay, you've learned from, from this experience, and you're gonna and you've and you're gonna change based on on what happened. Uh, and then two, you kind of look back and and think about you know why it happened. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Somebody breaks into your locker. There's no there's legitimately nothing you can do. There's no room for a locker, you know, could you have stayed somewhere else, whatever. But, you know, sometimes things happen and you have no control, but you think about if you could have controlled the situation better and you make changes and you live with those changes, you you keep that as something that you do on a day to day basis. And that's how you get better. And that's how you protect yourself. Um, because things like that suck, and you know the 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 people who are going to be successful at or 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 long term be able to <laughs> um long term be able to live this life uh, are the people who are going to be able to roll with those punches, who are going to be able to have the mindset, um, like you had when you when the bike got stolen, and say. You know what? At least, you know, at least that's the worst thing that happened. It could have been worse. Um, Or my friend who got in a cab at whatever, 5 a.m. in in Medellin and uh, and they they robbed her. Um, You know, the first thing she said to me was, I'm just glad that that's all that happened. Um, You know, it's it was a bad mistake. She's learned from it. She won't do it again but uh hopefully she won't do it again if it happens again it's kind of her fault but it's never her fault um you try to do what you can you try to make decisions that keep you safe and keep yourself safe everybody's going to make mistakes but the biggest thing to remember is that when you're traveling when you're living when you're alive this type of negative things are going to happen and you know what what's most important is what you do next and how you and how you think about it so it's unfortunately a part of travel that gets glossed over uh quite a bit um but how you deal with the negative is so important how you deal with the down is so important and and like you said i think a great episode for you to do especially for new young women traveling um it's a it's a great uh episode and uh um I probably know some people that would be good for that, and you probably know some people that would be good. Um, It's hugely important. I think about it all the time, uh, how some of the people I meet. I met an Israeli girl on my last trip who did two years um, on the road in Latin and South America, and it's just wild to me because it's impossible to – have every decision you make keep you in the safest, you know, keep you, you know, that safe. Uh you're going to be alone, you're going to be in sketchy situations. Um so how do you deal with that? How do you, you know, what are your what are what are the kind of, you know, most important things that you remember in every decision you make? I'd be interested to listen to that. So, let me know when you do that one. I'm going to listen.
0: Amazing. And yeah, I'd love to know any context Be interested in speaking on that topic. So, um, if you have any recommendations, but um, yeah, I'd say some final questions or a final thought um, I'd like to know your insight on is over all your travel experiences, what would you say is the most impactful lesson that travel has taught you that has really shaped your mindset or perspective that you would not have had if it weren't for that?
1: Yeah. Um, For me, it goes back to, um, you know, like pretty simple or quite simply like uh, doing what you love. Uh, travel is amazing because it it helps you understand more about you uh, when you take yourself out of your normal life and your, um, you know, day to day kind of rat race, whatever it is, whether it's college, whether it's a job, uh, family, friends, you know, it, it put, takes you out of your comfort zone. And that's where you really um, very quickly learn a lot about yourself. Um, for me, what I've learned is I love to meet new people. Um, I'm, I'm very, very good outside of my comfort zone. I actually um, don't even like a comfort zone anymore, and I don't think I have any need for a comfort zone anymore. Um, but, you know, all of that is – it just goes back to doing what – like figuring out what you love and then just doing it. Um, as I've been traveling, I've met so many people who – uh It just seems like they have everything figured out and it's actually pretty simple. You know, they just do what they, you know, every decision they make is based on the, you know, planning that next trip and and taking that next trip. Um, But it it doesn't have to be just travel based, you know, Um, you can travel for three weeks or two weeks or one week and then take that home and, and kind of figure out and, and you've figured out, oh, I wanna dance more. I wanna when you take yourself outside of you know outside of your comfort zone, it's the stuff that you think about, the stuff that you focus on while you're outside of your comfort zone, that when you're back in it, you know, that's the you know, the stuff that you gotta stick with, the stuff that you gotta do. Um <clears throat> it's easy for us because it's travel. Um, you know, when I'm traveling, I'm still planning another trip ahead um but for some people it's dance for some people it's work uh for some you know uh, they want to find a new job or they want to do this at work or that or you know for some people it's it's relationship based or or whatever um but yeah the biggest thing for me has just been um you know like do what you love uh life is short um uh, it. it you know, any cliche that you could throw out there, um, but, you know, they, they exist for a reason, uh, those cliches, because it's they're, they're, for the most part, they're true. Um, there's no, the, the construct of normal life, you know, going to college, uh, working for 20 years, getting married, doing, all, none of that stuff really matters. Um do what you love that's uh that's my thought
0: yeah I love that advice thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for being here and sharing all your insight I really really enjoyed talking with you um what's yeah. your next trip where are you going next
1: um yeah it all I have lists and lists of stuff I'm a, I'm a weirdo I make lists of different places I put timelines together um kind of nuts in that way. Um, I'm searching for this new job right now. um, And if I could, if I, if I could, I'd be back down in Colombia next month um, doing, you know, the other stuff that I didn't have time and energy and money to do last time. Um, But I'm not sure that trip's going to, going to happen. So yeah, Colombia, Ecuador. uh, I loved it so much that I, um, I'd, I'd go right back down there um, and then after the- this summer. what's up
0: I want to go to Ecuador this summer
1: yes it's good it's cheap it's uh, it's everybody I, I I ran in everybody I met down in Colombia who had done that or was doing that I can see their Instagram right now and I'm like okay yeah so that was a good decision Um. <laughs> Yeah, so for sure, um, that's on the list. Um, and then uh, another Europe, summer Europe trip. Uh, I just love it during the summer. Uh, I'm sure I love it all the times, but and I have loved it when I've gone there. Not, not in the summer. But uh, I have a trip planned to go to Belgium, Netherlands, northern Germany again. Apparently, I was a fan. Mm. And uh, Denmark. Um, so we'll see when I can make that happen. If I can make that happen, yada, yada. I'm usually pretty good at getting stuff done. Uh, you know, if I, you know, if, if that stays in first place for a while and then, uh, some of the other stuff I have planned, Spain, um, the Southern, the Southern, uh, coast of Spain, like Barcelona, Valencia. Oh my gosh, Fran-
0: On my bucket list. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 So, um, but I actually tabled that one because of this whole remote work visa thing that they're doing, um, because that is my main goal right now is finding a job and applying for that uh, somewhere else. And so that's my main goal. Wherever I get to go this year is great. There's some national parks here in the States that I want to do, especially out here on the West Coast, um, Southern Utah, near Las Vegas, uh, Northern Arizona. Uh, Up in Oregon, Montana, so that type of stuff. Uh, Mexico, Puerto Escondido has been on my list for a long time, so um, you know that's a possibility for this year. Different closer trips, Um, but my main goal by is by the end of this year to be not living full time in America, not even part time in America. Um, I'm taking a break from from the Stars and Stripes. uh, wherever it may be. And Spain is kind of the main goal, or Portugal. Uh, and then, you know, I can knock all that stuff out that's on my list uh, for Europe, Morocco, Switzerland's been huge for me lately. It keeps climbing up the list. Um, and I've wanted to do a kind of Central Europe trip, Prague down to, yeah, You did? were you in Prague on your last trip? No. No? Were you in Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that and I was like, ah, jealous. Oh, yeah, I wanna go. Um and that's uh Austria. Yeah, Austria. And I've met actually down in Columbia, I met some really awesome Swiss people, uh, girls and, and uh some guys from Switzerland that were just amazing. Um and for me that's that's what I love, like I said earlier. Um going out meeting people. And then going and living, you know, experiencing how they live, um, continuing that relationship, that friendship because it's real. Um, You don't. You may not realize it when you're, you know, just with somebody for a couple days, but um, that hits harder than you know, two years of of California, uh, knowing somebody. You know, I have friends that I met for for you know, a three-day weekend or whatever over New Year's. And I know more about them than some of my my best friends in San Diego. Um, So, yeah, everywhere is on my list for this year. (laughs) We'll see. How about you? What do you got going on?
0: Oh, my gosh. So besides the fact that I want to go everywhere, um, (laughs) really prioritizing, interestingly enough, I was leaning towards South America. But now Mm – Africa is really drawing me in. Like you said, Morocco. I also want to go to like South Africa um, and maybe volunteer work there. Um, I want to maybe get yoga teacher certified. So I'd like to do that in Costa Rica, possibly. Uh, Mexico is definitely, I'm definitely going to make that happen. I can't, I haven't gone yet. It's like so close (laughs) um, to America, but haven't gotten a chance to yet.
1: Sometimes it's hard to the places that are close because you think you have the mindset that, you know, I can do that anytime if I have, if you have the shot, you know, you're going to choose Morocco or Mexico. If you can get to Morocco, you're going to do Morocco. Um, but you know, you always keep it in mind, uh, you know, sometimes you can't go that far or for that long or, you know, financially the flight, whatever. Um, and then Mexico will happen, um, you know, this past trip, Colombia wasn't my first choice. Australia was my first choice. Um, but when I left my job, uh, I did not get paid out uh, quite as much as I was expecting. And um, the cost difference, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much people or, or how much you know about Colombia, but it it's quite cheap. Yeah. Um, the cost difference was probably One fifth of you know Australia, and the only actually the the most expensive thing about the whole trip was the flights. So uh, yeah, it you know I think I live with lists. Um, You know everything that I everything uh, everything is always on a list for me, Um, and I kind of like what's up.
0: Same I have. Almost six hundred notes in my phone of lists. Yeah,
1: yeah that's good. <laughs> it's great, you know. And the phone is. Some people just try to remember stuff, and I'm like, how, how do you do this? Um, you know, I have stuff ranked. I, I a few years back, actually, pre 2020, even, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm just gonna put this down. So you know, it's good to know because every decision you make really. You know, if you love something, every every decision you make should be, you know, you're internally asking yourself that question, whether you know it or not, you know, is this decision, is this money that I'm spending, is this work that I'm doing, is this job that I have, is this friendship, is this whatever, helping me get towards that goal. And for us, for those of us that have the travel bug or the wanderlust, whatever you want to call it, whatever cool Instagram hashtag, um, there is uh that is our love that is the one thing that we care about more than more than most and every decision we make is based on that so you know having a list and being able to look at it like you know if i do this if i take this day off is that hurting my chances of making this trip happen that type of stuff um so yeah i love it um those are those all sound great i think morocco south africa are very, are in my top 10 um and then ecuador is not in the top 10 but it's it's easy and it's fresh in my mind right now that i could just get right back down there um so i'm excited to continue to watch you uh remotely and uh yeah let me know if you're anywhere on the west coast or the east coast um Maybe we can link up.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, thank you. And um, I am sure that the right place will find you. Because like, like you said, going back to your advice, if you do what you love, then the path will open up to you and it it will all work yes. out. It's all in, the yeah. if you're in
1: alignment. For the most part, uh, we're super blessed to be from a place where we have these opportunities, where we have such a powerful passport. Um, and where we have, where we develop our own, or come from, you know, a nice social parachute. That you know, if all hell breaks loose in our lives, or you know, certain things don't go the way we plan, that we're going to be okay. Um, so you know, get out there and live life. It's um, it's a blessing that we that we have that we should take advantage of.
0: And with that, Adam Merrick, everyone, thank you so. Much. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Um, thank, thank you
1: so much uh, for for uh, you know thinking of me, and um, it's good to have these conversations because it brings me back to you know what's important and and you know it's obvious stuff that we know, but it's always great to talk through it and and you know keep it fresh on the mind. So awesome.
0: Thank you, Adam, for your time and insight. And thank you guys for watching, or not watching, (laughs) for listening. I have a lot more travel episodes with many more special guests coming. So please subscribe if you like the show, leave a rating, and please drop any suggestions in the show notes. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And yeah, thanks for just being along with me on this journey.